0: One, two. Oh, Magic apple, mystery apple.
1: Ooh. Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Media Monsters. We are back after a very long break. I don't think I have uploaded an episode since August, but this is a very special episode because I have since moved to Los Angeles and I got to be a production manager on a short film. And the director of the short film is here with me to discuss the movie that we based this short film on. John Paul Jones, welcome. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited to be talking about this movie since it is... A whole can of ridiculous worms that I can only describe as sort of similar to maybe Rocky Horror Picture Show, and that's maybe the yeah. only thing that comes close.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's Rocky Horror Picture Show's, like, a strange step-sibling that everybody forgot existed.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that is a very good description. I Let me read your Letterboxd review real quick, because it's it. <laughs> It summarizes, like, all of the points really well. Every song is ridiculous and unsingable. The costumes look like they were made by a drag queen. The acting is melodramatic. The choreo is best done while on speed. And the plot probably looked better on paper. And I can't disagree with any one of those points.
0: And you have to include, I highly recommend. I
1: highly recommend. <laughs> my my review was, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone, but I'd watch it
0: again if you asked me to. <laughs> So, when I was in college, I got obsessed with this movie. Yeah, where did you find it? Like, who... Did you just find it one day? My brother. Oh, wow. Actually, my brother was, like, a 90s party kid, and one day I came home, and him and his friends were watching it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And I don't know. I just became obsessed with it. I watched it probably, like, a hundred times. Oh, my God. I made all my friends in the dorms watch it. Everybody thought it was crazy. And now I'm remaking it. Yeah. Well, at
1: least part of it. It's mesmerizing. Like, I really just, like, I couldn't take my eyes off of, like, the craziness that was going on. Like, all of of the music is, like, awful, but you want to keep listening to it
0: anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, like, so good that the people had to be really good at the craft to do it so badly. Yeah. You know, that's my take on it. I think if you take it at surface level, it's easy to think that these people don't know what the fuck they're doing. But yeah, I think that they're brilliant. So,
1: yeah. Do you remember what scene that you you came in on and were like, what what is this? Because there are a lot of scenes
0: in this movie that just completely take hmm. you back. That's a really good question. I think I came in right at the first song, where they're like at this giant concert hall. And they're doing Bims on the Way, and, like, (laughs) it's Pandy and Dandy, this, like, interracial rock couple, like, doing this huge dance number that is, like... For, like, a Eurovision song contest kind of thing. Yeah, so I think I came in during that.
1: We should probably explain a little bit more about, like, what exactly this movie is. So it's... It's a take on Adam and Eve mm-hmm. is one of the most simple way to put it, but <laughs> it goes on a lot longer than the story of Adam and Eve and they yeah. meet God at some point and
0: God has a flying car. And <laughs> yeah, the end is insane. I mean, yeah, so it's a story of Adam and Eve set in the future, 14 years in the future from 1980. Yeah. So it's like, takes it's 1994. 1994 specifically. <laughs> Um, and it's weird watching it now cause it's like the past guessing the future. Yeah. But and it's, it's so completely wrong. It's so wrong. But at the same time, I feel like, but they,
1: they go for it and that's like, yeah, I, it's part of it. And I, I love it all the
0: more for going completely insane on what the future was going to look like. I mean, just 14 years. Like, I feel like this is before cell phones and everything. Like. Even 14 years from now, I don't imagine that cars are going to be, like, radically different. Yeah. that people are going to, like... They're not going to be covered with lights and
1: lights and...
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's insane. But I think that they got some things right. They got the grill thing that Jake has, like, gemstones in his teeth. They got this, like, queer culture becoming mainstream kind of thing Right. Except now, not in 1994. Um, I don't know. What else? (laughs) Did they get anything else right?
1: Um, The fact that corporations own the police. I
0: I I suppose you could say that. Um. Yeah. So they have this scene where it's like national BIM hour. Yeah. (laughs) And they force everybody to stop working and stop everything they're doing and this this includes firemen and surgeons as they show you everyone is required yeah and then you have to do a choreographed dance number and each like profession has a very specific type of choreography like the nuns yeah i love the nuns oh my god everything everything
1: about the world has become bim which is bugalo Industries. Mm-hmm. Boog- boogalow,
0: international
1: boogalow international music Boogalo international music and every single thing is bim like every scene with mr boogalow like every other line of dialogues like here's your bim coffee and your bim your bim cup
0: i do love they have these like giant cocktail glasses yeah <laughs> it's like bim glass <laughs> it's yeah and I don't know. Could that be Google? Could that be Apple? It I don't could. Because there's Apples all over everything, even though I think you have a PC. Yeah, I do. But I just <laughs> held up my phone that just says phone, but underneath where it says phone... It is an iPhone. There's an Apple.
1: There you go. <laughs> let, me, let me take a look at some more of the notes, because um, <laughs> all the... <laughs> Uh, we need to talk about the the dialogue that it's so beautiful, sniffle, and it's just like all of the delivery is just like completely over the top. Yeah, Alfie is like British and like yeah, he's Canadian. Slips in and out. Yeah, a boot. He's he's from Moose Jaw, which is the most like cartoonishly Canadian name anyone could think of for a
0: town. Is Moose Jaw a real place? I don't know. Let's find out. Maybe your listeners can. <laughs> Minstaa Canada Moose Jaw is a real place.
1: It's, oh my god! Oh my god it is a real it's a tiny little place in Canada. I don't even. I bet you that the like, writers... how small of an area is this? This is insane. It's it's. How did they know it? one of the writers must have been from here? That's
0: the only. Are they just like randomly went on a map like in coming to America and just picked like some random city in Canada, <laughs> which seems more likely to me. it it could also be that it could also very well be that
1: oh man so i need to know was the tour of hell that we do in our short was that inspired by the tour of the house because i felt like they do break off in the same way and Mm. you get kind of that same i want to say it's yeah it's pandy and alfie where they they're like
0: they have that same look over each other where it's just like come here Yeah, well, I guess we should explain that. So what I recently did was made an adaptation of the main song from the film called The Apple. And I changed pretty much the context and gender swapped the two main characters so that the female character is the one who's resisting, like, biting the apple to corrupt her. And the male character succumbs to the influence of Mr. Buglowe. So I don't know if it was inspired by that exact scene, but that does happen in the whole film. I was more inspired by Dante's Inferno, actually. Mm, actually. okay, okay. And, like, this tour that Dante and Virgil take of hell and, like, see all the different people, but they're also, like, kind of immune from it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I think they tapped into all that in this piece. There's hippies. Like, the hippies are this lost race that go into heaven <laughs> they, they live in a cave and like <laughs> it's so bizarre it's just so bizarre which
1: is it's funny that they they have the hippies as like the heroes of this because like yeah it's none of their music it's none of like no. it's kind of maybe
0: sort of their ideals but like not really yeah i guess that what they're trying to do is make like this claim and it's kind of happening now like mainstream music if you think about Dubstep and techno yeah. electronic music is kind of influencing a lot of the music world right now. There's always like a drop, but like, boom, boom, boom. Uh, yeah. What is it? Boom, 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 boom. I, don't, yeah. I don't listen to that. <laughs> but they're trying to, like, uh, so Alfie and BB are folk singers. And so I feel like they're trying to talk about the death of the old way. And so I guess that's what they're using the hippies to talk about. Yeah, I mean, that's... They say it's like, oh, their their point of reference is nostalgia
1: or something. Yeah. It's like... It's
0: it's nostalgia! Because they're
1: talking about love and how (laughs) love can win the day.
0: (laughs) Well, and I mean, songs now often are about nothing. Like, especially... Sorry, but like a lot of hip hop songs and stuff are like, get it, get it, get it. And it's Mm-mm. like, it's just like nasty body objectification, like self-body objectification. And I feel like music is kind of moving that way to like, na, 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 na. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? I don't yeah. know. So I do think that they were onto something with this piece. But at the same time, I don't know. You have people singing ballads. You got The Weeknd. Yeah. Even Drake. Yeah. Beyonce. Yeah. Even though she can also do that. (laughs) I mean, it is,
1: it is like, it's on the nose, but at the same time, it's like kind of glorious how they're just like, look, the points are going up. The applause is happening. Yeah. In the, in the beginning. Like that is more or less how we select, like how, how like music is selected now is just like, yeah algorithms and oh you know the heart uh, heart rate is up so that makes it good
0: i mean they have all these streaming services they have the apple watch that tracks yeah. their heart rate so i mean i'm sure they're using all of that to gauge the success of like if your spotify is playing something and you have your iphone on yeah and it's like oh yeah you're vibing with that and every pop song is like just like sound bites for tiktok ready to
1: ready oh to God. be used it's yeah.
0: like... so i don't know there is there's definitely something to it but i again think that the piece like for example every song i don't know if you noticed this perhaps <laughs> but every song is like ridiculously difficult or ridiculously yeah. fast are, like, super high singing, like, higher than the actors. And, like, even even the lyrics,
1: like, they don't (laughs) feel like they go together at all.
0: There ain't no good, there ain't no bad, there ain't no happiness, there ain't no fear. (laughs) It's just, like, (laughs) it's just, like, generic words. Um, So, I do think that their read of the direction of mainstream music is correct. But at the same time, I think it's weird that they choose the hippies, as the like preservation of, like, all things virtuous and the preservation of culture, because I don't know if that's right. I don't know yeah. who it is now. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was hippies. I don't think it's the hippies. All the hippies became Republicans and bought houses. It's true. So they also sold out. <laughs> Sorry, I hope your listeners don't send you emails about <laughs> no. that. that is like not even close to like the craziest thing that's been said (laughs) on here (laughs) let me tell (laughs) you okay wait I want to say one more thing sure so a big thing is that all the guys in my film were like scantily clad yeah are drag queens and I do think that that's like kind of a futurist movement Um, if you guys want to go look up the song Speed just type in Speed the Apple all of the girls are like lesbians on like <laughs> on like Harley Davidson's like and all of the guys are like in leather and like leather daddy like outfits, yeah. Yeah, and like in the Apple, the guy's running around in a speedo. Alfie's also in a speedo, yeah. which I didn't do, but um and all the girls are fully covered even in the sex song, like Pandy has a pink jumpsuit on. Yeah. And like how do you seduce somebody in a pink jumpsuit? Like, where, where are you going to put it? (laughs) Like, it's,
1: it's, (laughs) there's so many baffling decisions. There's so many things. Um, I mean, so how much do you know about, um, Golan, the guy who made this? Cause. So I looked him up a little bit. He doesn't seem like he was very mainstream or very successful. So he was, he was very important in Canon films, which was like one of the big independent studios of like the 80s that kind of cropped up with orion pictures canon canon films and then lionsgate was the other one that is really the only one to have survived all of that but okay. canon films was kind of known for making like kind of b pictures and like movies that didn't cost as much as everything else they've oh. were able to kind of break into it that way i Jumpin' jack flash
0: Two electric boogaloo was also their work oh really it was oh okay yeah when I was trying to look up who had the rights to this the only person that I found uh, what's the choreographer's name um, what I, I don't know they don't have it immediately here well the choreographer if we can dig him out he actually works in Hollywood and he was on like dancing with the stars and like his work actually if you go and look up his old videos you can see how he ended up doing the choreo for for the Apple. Because it's, like, ridiculous. Oh, yeah, Ni- Nigel Lithgow? Lithgow? There's some really old videos of his work from, like, the 70s, I think. And you can see how it evolved into this piece. And now he's, like, one of those judges on... Oh, what does that article say? <laughs> Looks...
1: <laughs> That's... the that... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good article to come up. Nigel Lithgow looks back on disastrous disco movie The Apple. A very, very strange atmosphere throughout, he said. I would love to meet him. He's very... <laughs> oh, my very... God. The fact we need to invite this. him to the
0: screening. Oh my God. Let's find him. He lives here somewhere. <laughs> we have to. Oh, my God. We tried to do his choreography, but... It was too hard. You
1: do take some of it, though. Like there is,
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I was trying to... So, first of all, I'm in film school. Yeah, and so, like, making a full fucking musical in, like, a three-year program was, like, not gonna happen. So, yeah, I quote his choreography. Um, We re-recorded the main song, The Apple. I added some of my own music. I'm gonna be honest here. I think our version is
1: sung better than (laughs) the original version. Yeah, well that actor can't sing.
0: Yeah. They like forced him to do these like dandy, very difficult the dude doing dandy. songs that nobody's he's ever like, heard of. He's very like overtly like British pop, which yeah. I found to be funny. He's such a And he's like 40. <laughs> yeah. Or something which is also kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I think that was a really weird dream team that they got together and where was it filmed in Germany or something?
1: I think so, Germany. It the architecture of the movie is really weird. Um let me see if I can find filming I know uh,
0: I should do more homework. West since Berlin. I really made it.
1: it took place in West Berlin, which makes sense because like the architecture is very like oh, what's what's the word brutalist where it's like very Brutal- like, It's very like rough and just made of concrete and like
0: everything seems like it hates you. (laughs) Well, and they use like three locations and you can tell like they use the lobby of the theater that the concert's in. I guess they have some house somewhere that they do all of, they do the party and all the sex party, all of that stuff in the same place. I don't know what the cave was. You can kind of tell about halfway through. They probably didn't finish shooting it and then, like, came back to it. <laughs> so, it really kind of changes, um, aesthetically. Yeah. After, uh... Oh, can we talk about the duet? Absolutely.
1: Okay, so... where is like, sadly walking around, like,
0: normal... Yeah. <laughs> normal okay.
1: city and then goes up to... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Okay, so, B.B. gets taken by Mr. Bugalo, And Alfie, nobody is, um picking up Alfie's music in the studios and so they do this duet called um what's it called what is it Um, it's
1: there's a list of the music right here uh is that one cry for me cry
0: for for me me. oh my god yeah so (laughs) they're doing this duet from different places she's in her like mansion and he's literally roaming around the streets weeping, <laughs> getting soaked by rain after getting his ass kicked oh, by yeah. bodyguards. By
1: by Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yes.
0: <laughs> Ugh. That is my shit. So my original idea for the remake was to have the opening scene be BB getting drenched by rain. Oh my god. But my um my mentor advised me against it and my actress who is black was like so I gotta get my hair wet, so. Had to cut it, but that, <laughs> that was my original idea, was just to open with this soaking wet sad girl. Which yeah. Which I think is brilliant. But I am
1: just, a little sad that you cut the, thing. we need a lawyer dialogue, <laughs> <laughs> when they walk up to the office, and they just,
0: we need a lawyer. <laughs> we
1: need we a don't lawyer.
0: need a lawyer. We'll be fine. Yeah, I changed that dialogue a lot. <laughs> um, I feel like there was like a lot of extraneous dialogue. Yeah. Um, Or how about, um, what's it, what's it called? Shake code switching. Yeah. Do you remember that line where they're talking normally and he's just like, we're about to go down to the sauna. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's like not in front of Boogaloo and he he like (laughs) takes a completely different. (laughs) It's so crazy. Oh my God. Um, or they have that song about slaves. Oh yeah. What is it? How to be a master. Oh my god. Also, oh brilliant. it's it's in like it's um it's reggae. Yeah, it's like reggae calypso. <laughs> he he knows how to be a master. <laughs> and like it's the two black characters singing about their white boss. Oh my god. Ah, uh, I know. Like every I can see why song. you changed a few things around for this i yeah yeah <laughs> some stuff needs to die with the memory oh of the film God. which apparently i'm single-handedly keeping alive but
1: um this will be this is going to be the new definitive memory of this film we're gonna make it
0: exactly so. i hope so um so we just have to finish making it um yeah and i'm so glad that nick nimkoff we randomly met at a party and I was like, you want to help me make a movie? I'm like, I've never been on a movie set
1: before. Wow, oh, gee, I'd love to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but he did great. I put him through the ringer. Thank you. And it's not done. I'm not done ringing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but no, it's. Yeah. it was like, it was a great time. Like, especially, I think it helped me that I didn't watch this beforehand. Because I think we made something more, something unique and, and better than what this is. Oh, thank you. But I do, I do want to say that I do love this. It is amazing. <laughs> For how insane and... If I could, just... I'd remake, I'd remake the whole film. Yeah. But, like... No, you need to, you need to, like, get in touch with who, who whoever's bought up, like, Canon Films Library and just be like, hey, I want to remake this.
0: Well, I tried to look them up, um, and I actually couldn't really find the rights. I feel like it's owned by, like, HBO or something now? Probably yeah,
1: that. That's well. Who is Cannon bought by? Because I feel like that's who. Yeah,
0: I was trying to figure that out because hopefully I don't get a an email from <laughs> somebody when I try to put this in festivals. The famous thing. Pack. Oh, fucking Rat Pack
1: owns them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brett Ratner. No, I know. <laughs> all of all fucking
0: people. Mm. So, I also, I was looking up the composer, and he's called um, George Clinton. Oh, my God. And I was like, George Clinton wrote this shit? (laughs) But it's, like, some white George Clinton. Oh, my God. That, like, works at Berklee School of Music or something. Oh, shit. No way. Yeah, or he did. I don't know if he still works there, but I was like, because I was like, that's so weird that George Clinton wrote all this disco rock music. Yeah. But no. Different George... The white George Clinton. The white George Clinton. <laughs> of course. Who else? Oh, my God. Oh, he George played Clinton's. one of the characters.
1: He played... Oh, he he plays the reporter who gets assimilated into Boogaloo oh, Industries.
0: yeah. Just remember that name. Joe Pittman. The Daily Post? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, wait. So, tell tell me how you found it. Because I had such a hard time... Finding this film.
1: So, um like for whatever reason, like Tubi just has like all the weird like backlog stuff. Oh, oh hello. My God. What's your algorithm? <laughs> but they the like
0: if it's you go on to Tubi? If
1: you go to their horror section, Tubi has like the weirdest stuff and they'll just have like the apple or, you know, just random stuff like this will just be oh. there and you won't know why, but
0: So, if it's not a clear genre, they just throw it in horror. Yeah, more or less. Because this is not a horror film. No, no, no. I didn't find this in
1: horror, Oh, I thought that's what you were saying. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) But, like, if you need an example of how, like weird to be stuff gets their yeah. horror movies are just like the
0: most random like bottom of the barrel stuff Aww. we love a bad horror movie though yeah i think that watching bad we, films we love we love a, a bad glam rock musical even more though yeah i mean i did a paper on disco and how white people killed disco and black people and latino people like made it and this film is definitely part of the death Yeah, part of disco when it had become mainstream and people were trying to, like, make it still be a thing. And I think Rocky and this are kind of two of the last hurrahs of preserving that musical style and that culture. Interesting, okay. Yeah, but everybody just remembers Rocky. Nobody remembers The Apple. Yeah. I don't know why. This is,
1: like, I... I had never heard of this before you had brought this up to me.
0: Like, well, there's also this like Iranian art film or something called The Apple, mm. and so people in art world really like that film. And so when I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna remake The Apple," they were like, "Huh? What?" <laughs> um, so there's it's also a very vague name, like just and there's also what's that new movie called? I think it's called Apples. And it's also an art film about this guy who um, meets this... girl Or he wakes up with amnesia or something. And he meets this girl who also has amnesia. And they are part of this, like, government program that helps people with amnesia, like... Oh Rebuild rebu- re- their lives. Yeah, look at that. Greek- yeah. Greek movie? No, it's... Yeah, just- and it's a Greek film. So, it's kind what? of funny that... <laughs> the films called the apple are like mostly art films and then this (laughs) and then this which
1: is proudly on its wikipedia considered one of the worst movies of all time
0: and who can say that yeah it's still a badge
1: no but it's 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 really fun to watch like i i was so enveloped in in how like insane this so i feel like i feel like we we I do need to explain this from the beginning. So, uh-huh. what happens in this movie? Okay. Basically, a, a kind of Eurovision song contest is going on. And we, are, we open on Dandy and Pandy, the latest musical craze from BIM Industries. Mm-hmm. Which is then followed by a performance by Alfie and Beebe, who are these, like... Down-to-earth Canadian singers who are singing about love and happiness. The
0: song is Love the Universal. It's so beautiful.
1: It's so beautiful (laughs) that one of the audience members starts crying and they they end up getting more heart rates per hour than than Dandy and Pandy did. This freaks Mr. Boogalo, Bim Industries, out, Uh who then attempts to seduce the two of them to the dark side, only getting to BB um which is then the rest of the movie is just Alfie kind of trying to get BB back out of
0: out of out of the garden of the, eden i guess well so alfie has a fever dream or a premonition yeah. or whatever while they're in Mr. Bugalo's office and imagines everybody as like characters from hell yeah so mr bugalo becomes the devil shake becomes a snake there's a vampire yeah. Yeah. There's, like, Napoleon in hell. Oh, yeah, for, like, one (laughs) second, one frame, he's just there, and, like... Yeah, it's, like, cheap Halloween costumes, and, like, (laughs) it's just such a weird fucking scene. But, yeah, I feel like the fact that there's this supernatural component right in the middle is what makes it, how they tried to capture the biblical part of it. Yeah. Oh, and the end. Yeah. Mr. Tops mr. tops not to be confused with mr. bottoms um because i guess god is a top uh he's just this white man that looks like that looks like santa claus that just like takes all the hippies up into the sky in a white cadillac and i wonder if greece uh ripped that ending off from... no because i think well greece was 70s right this
1: was 80 so oh okay
0: so maybe they stole so it from Greece. They stole
1: it from Greece.
0: Yeah, because I'm like, it's like they didn't know how to end it. So they're like, and then they all just drove into the sky. Yeah, no, they had
1: no way to end this movie. Like, it it makes no sense that this guy just comes out of nowhere and is just like, well, I'm going to be taking these guys from here. Is this supposed to be the rapture? I guess. And they all take know. the hippies. What, ha- what happens directly after Adam and Eve in the Bible?
0: Um. Okay, so after Eve bites the apple, they she get gives banished. it to Adam. He's like, yo, we're naked. And they're like, oh shit. So then they put on clothes. And then they leave and somehow create all of humanity. Which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Because they have two sons, Cain and Abel, who, what is it, one becomes a farmer, one becomes a hunter Yeah. or something. And... One of them kills the other. That's that's what yeah, I one, Cain I forget who kills
1: who. I think it's Cain. Cain's the Cain's Cain. the one who kills Abel. Yeah, so yeah. then we
0: have a mom, a dad, and a son. But then magically there's other people because otherwise, how would we all be here? Yeah. Otherwise otherwise
1: <laughs> we are all related.
0: Yeah, the the origin of all humanity is incest. I guess. <laughs> I I mean when they
1: only provide us with Adam and Eve. That's that's the
0: conclusion. It's so strange. Yeah, so it was important to me in this film because that story is just so fucked up of, like, why men, quote, rule the world and why women are subservient because they're stupid enough to bite the apple or whatever. They're just our rib. Uh. Yeah, exactly. And so I tried to flip it so that Eve, like, kind of, like, what would happen if this happened again? Would there be, like, a feedback loop and we'd switch over to a matriarchal society if man was corrupted by the apple and woman was the one who, like, resisted it and then didn't ever even bite it in the first place. Yeah. What would society be if that happened? So that was an important question. Even though it's fun and a musical and all of this stuff is going on, I really wanted to, like, look at how absurd this story is and how powerful this story is to shape like modern human history
1: yeah well it's it's very interesting because having flipped it having then made her black the thing is like it's it's now this story of like you cannot control me this kind of like you know historical narrative that's been there for so long it's completely rejecting it. And I think that that kind of adds to it and makes it really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, I made her black because, you know, it is said, and I believe that black women do get, you know, a very shitty deal in this world with how they're treated by society at large, but even within the community of African Americans. So I felt like they're a very vulnerable demographic. And so, like, having her make this decision of, like, I'm gonna take my power and, like, move forward was a super important choice for me to be yeah. there. and it's, it's, like, nowhere
1: near as interesting if you just have a white man saying that.
0: Yeah, because the original is pretty much a damsel in distress. Yeah. And then Alfie's the knight in shining armor that has to save the princess from the tower, like... Who does bad, anyway, because they have that little sex song. Yeah. I mean, do you think that him and Pandy... Did it? I don't know. I mean Did he fuck a black girl? Maybe. I think he did. So, I think it's it's a distinct possibility. Isn't that worse than biting an apple? <laughs> I mean, I feel like he was more corrupted than her, even though he did get date what is that called? Date um, raped. He technically got date raped, but before that, he got roofied. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got roofied, and then, like.
1: Oh, yeah, they're they're like bringing out Pandy's special drink.
0: Yeah, and he just, like, drinks it. Yeah, he's just like, okay, I'll drink the green Gatorade. Or even BB in the beginning, um, Dandy offers her this pill, and she's like, what is it? (laughs) And he's like, don't worry about it.
1: Don't be such a square, darling.
0: (laughs) Don't worry about it, just eat it. You're really from the sticks, aren't you? <laughs> Your accent. Yeah, that was an important thing, especially because the Alfie, Mr. Boogalow, and uh, Dandy, the guy who's trying to seduce her through this rock song, are all white men. So, like, it was important for me to, like, talk about these ways that we're manipulated, even though it looks fun and beautiful and, like, we need a job. I want to make more money. Like, I want a really hot boyfriend. Or, like, this really hot guy is flirting with me. But, like, sometimes that can feel like manipulation. Sometimes that really is manipulation. And so owning your own... Uh, being, like, firm in yourself and being confident in yourself is the journey I wanted BB to go on. Going from insecure too confident despite all of these uh temptations that are really easy to take like if somebody offered you a six-figure job you know just out of nowhere after you've been trying for a really long time like it's a hard decision especially as an african-american to say no if you feel like you're being taken advantage of in some way by taking that so yeah That's pretty much what I'm trying to talk about. We'll see what people (laughs) think when they watch it. They might just think that I'm crazy, wanted a bunch of boys running around half naked, and wanted to do vocal blackface. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) But we'll see. So I hope you guys all get to see it. At the very
1: least, I think it'll, it'll turn out as something fun, but I... I No, I, th- I
0: think we have something here. I want to believe that we have something here. I think so, too. And I think it's the kind of film that a religious person could watch and be like, wow, that's so interesting. Like, he's integrating religion into independent film in a really cool way. Or people who are, like, atheists will watch and be like, yeah, that whole thing is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so that's my, I hope I can reach all audiences, even the little ones. There's no bad words. Even though there's a little bit of booty. Yeah. But who hasn't seen a booty? Everybody got a booty. Everybody got a booty. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it, religion is such a big part of my life because I work there. And so I have a really weird relationship with it. And, yeah, stuff like this comes up when, like, a gay black drag queen is a religious worker And learns that musical tradition. Yeah. This is what you get. Hell yeah.
1: All right. (laughs) No. It sounds like we are wrapping up, so I'll call it a day at that. Thank you uh, so much for listening. I hope this has at least made somewhat sense. If it didn't, maybe (laughs) go watch the Apple. Yes, go watch the Apple. Then it'll make a little more sense. And um, as soon as uh, BB is out, we will uh, make sure that you guys see it.
0: Yes. Please watch, please support. Um and Nick Nimkoff is a great, excellent production manager, so use him for that if you need to. He Thank also has you. really great creative ideas, actually. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I'm glad that I found that during the process. Yeah. You helped me a lot. Absolutely. Appreciate you, man
1: appreciate you appreciate you all that you've done and all that we will continue to do yep just got to finish it (laughs) all right until then see you guys later